Okay, thanks for being a part of the Orchard Family Ministry podcast. Today we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Ben Sticker, and Ben and I have a, a long history of a relationship together in different facets. We'll talk more about that in these moments. But Ben, you are the Associate Pastor of Students and Missions at First Baptist Church Gulfport currently, correct? That's right. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Thanks for being a part today. This podcast is about helping families in the home be the primary disciplers. And so we want to come alongside any way we can. It's that partnering with parents mentality. You certainly know a lot about that. And so thanks for being a part today. Love it. Glad I get to be a part and, and glad I get to be a part of a small part of what God's doing through you guys at the orchard. So Ben, you and I go way back just because we're going to reference some of that. Go ahead and give me a little history. Um, I was actually your student pastor uh, when you were a teenager. Yes, the elevator ride up. I maybe this may be a long ride up, but I was uh, I was a 10th grade. I was a sophomore in high school. I had to do a little bit of the the referencing back of when that actually was. And so we decided as a family to go try out. Uh, Broadmoor, where you previously were, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, and the connection was made uh, immediately, not only with you, but with other teenagers like-minded uh, and desired to be in community. And really, uh, in such a weird way, uh, I, I believed that I was uh, in love with the Lord, but I certainly fell in love with the idea of church in the same context and how community was formed. It's something that I, I try to tell our teenager today. And so, yeah, we fast forward to, I finish out my high school time there. I, I quickly uh, kind of came to, to you where you had transitioned uh, back to your hometown in Brookhaven uh, to, to be discipled by you an hour away. And you were one of the guys that I called and so grateful that you took that call because uh, we, I could spend hours talking about it, but it, you, you quickly introduced me to your absolutely beautiful intern at the time. Her name is Jordan, and she is now my lovely wife uh, right. of five years now. So uh, we, we have given our life to ministry and believe in discipling the next generation specifically, uh, but to love the church well. And yeah, our transition has led us to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We've been here for almost two years now. So Ben, man... Parent ministry, discipleship in the home. You guys, you guys now um, have uh, kids of your own, and so you're learning what it means to be a parent who disciples, be a parent who is the primary discipler in the home. What 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 does that look like now? Wow, yeah. So uh, my children are three years old and two years old. My son Carson is three. He'll be four in a month. Can't start which is too early. <laughs> and then uh, my son, my daughter Addie Claire is two. And uh, they're both, uh, you know them, but they're, they're just balls of energy, both of them on different levels. And and yes, it, it was a mindset shift for Jordan and I, who uh, we were really in the throes of student ministry. We still are, but but it was that was the only context we had. And so uh, when we when when the Lord gave us the opportunity to raise these two children that we love dearly, uh, that was a different that was a different weird season for us to to say okay. I can't I can't dive in the word necessarily the way that I would with a a 16 year old uh, that I would with a three month old and so uh, we had to we had to shift our mindset a little bit and we had to to decide that that scripture was going to be prevalent and it was going to come off of our tongue to our kids and and in moments where uh, with you Jason you have preteens and teenagers in your home and you can have those 
distinct discipleship moments, uh, mine looked totally different because it may be organic around the dinner table and, and my, my son throwing spaghetti at his, at his sister. And, and we have to say, you know, okay, Carson, do you remember Ephesians 4.32? He kind of wants another. You know I mean? It, it's just this, you know, it's, it's trying to continue to hide the word in their heart because I'm convinced, Jason, they can tell you every song off of uh, the superhero squads or the Sophia the Firsts. And so if they can do that, they can still hide the word in their heart too. And that's where we start. I love that. And just uh, for the parents out there listening with small kids, uh, it's okay. Uh, I've heard you say this, but it's okay if the kids are sitting there, you pull out the storybook Bible, right? And then that's when the uh, Spider-Man, you know, comes out or or that's when they start throwing the spaghetti. And it's not, you know, pun intended, it's not very clean sometimes, right? You know, and... uh, we had to get over that, right? We had to, we had to be, because, because we're pastors, Jason, you and I both. And so spoiler alert, uh, your house is bananas at times, just like mine is. And people don't see that. They don't see that because, you know, you're, when we have people over, we button things up a little bit, but you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's the messiness of your reading Jesus storybook Bible and but yet they would rather read about the Incredible Hulk, and so you've got to find the balance of reminding them. But but man, it, it's it's a joy. It's yeah. chaos, but it's yeah. a joy. And that consistency over time—that's really what's going to pay the dividends, you know. And you're right. You said it, but hiding the word in their heart. As far as though you've been a you've been a pastor for a while, a fam, in the family ministry, and so what does it mean? What does it mean when you hear the term partnering with parents? Now, you and I, you, you got to, we got to, to serve together. You and I are going to have a lot of the same strategies, you know, but uh, what does that mean? What does that look like, partnering with parents in ministry? Yeah, and, and uh, so folks, disclaimer as you're watching this, there, there may be things that I say that you go, Jason says the same thing. But the I reality- hope so. <laughs> That's right. The reality of it is. Uh, yes, our, a lot of our methods uh, are the same because we've partnered in ministry for so many years. And we get uh, them Jason, from the Bible. That's exactly right. Yeah. I hope other people get those too. No question. One of the things you say, and you, you really helped reshift my focus so many years back, is in ministry, in student ministry specifically, because that's where you were for so long. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't just minister to students. We come alongside families in student ministry. And I've tried to change the lingo of my team, and it's been successful down here. And so if you heard me say that and you kind of rolled your eyes with a smile as you're listening to this podcast, uh, know that I'm just affirming that. For, for anybody that's watching that, you've heard Jason say it, because that is, that's exactly right, is we're on this journey together. And there have been moments, and, and it's it's having community, right? What is community nowadays in pandemics? It's all on Zoom and on Skype, but, but it's reminding people that it's okay. People that are younger than you, people that are older than you, there have been chaotic moments that, that I've called Jason and, and, and said, okay, I've got I've got this scenario going on in the home and you've had to, to go back in your files and remember what happened when, when your kids were in the season of life that mine are in. But to know that, that even if there's chaos, there's joy in the chaos and that it's okay and that we need each other. We need, you need this podcast, not because Jason and I have prophetic wisdom, but because we believe and trust the Lord and trust what his word says. And we want to make sure that everyone knows what his word says, including the family groups we're connected to. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned COVID, uh, this pandemic. 
I mean, you know, Ben, we've been together uh, for many years, but this is a new thing, right? There's no, there's no book. There's no playbook for this. Um, there was no class in seminary. Uh, we, it was not part of when you were younger. I sat you down and said, hey, here's what to do if, this, if the world ever goes nuts, right? No, this is, this, that's not it at all. So how do – let me ask you. How do you, how do you partner with families even in the midst of this, you, your words, pandemic? Yeah. Uh, wow. What an unprecedented time. And, and, and the reality of it is it's a hard thing to, to, to kind of swallow. Uh, but a lot of families gathered really for the first time consistently, uh, I guess a couple of months ago now that we're talking uh, in, in abruptness uh, because their governments told them to. And they really didn't know how to respond. And so our team here, uh, we tried to pivot quick. And, and to remind them that conversations around the dinner table are not only okay, they're encouraged and, and ask your teenagers. And so one of the things we do for our teenagers is we, we, we meet on, on Sunday nights, their, their worship experience that are for teenagers, but then we put something out, a resource to our parents on Monday morning uh, in hopes and an encouragement. And we've seen a little proof of this, that, that when they are around the dinner table and when they are in the vehicle or when they're in the backyard playing cornhole or whatever they're doing with their families, that they could say, hey, you know, uh, uh, I saw that so-and-so on the video feed uh, said that they were talking about Jonah, right? Explain to me what's going on in the life of Jonah in the time that you're in. And, and I had a, a personal testimony from a parent that said the first time that they did that, their teenager kind of got a little wide-eyed because for them, it was their acknowledgement of, Mom and dad are, are tracking with us. And so, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to push our people back to is to, to redeem the time and to, you know, we're, we're not trying to look forward two months ahead right now. We, we're doing that, of course, internally. But, but this time that you have right now at home, it is time that, is, that, that your teenagers, your children, your preschoolers even could look back and reflect on this being some of the sweetest seasons of life. Uh, and let's make those gospel centered for crying out loud. Let's try to do our best to, to bring to bring the word back into those conversations. So, Ben, you and I, we, we talk about our relationship, our history uh, early on. Um, you talk about that discipleship relationship. And but now that you're an adult, it's kind of fun because now we're we at one point. Yes, I was your student pastor. Yes, I was the one helping, you know, uh, put you back back inside the bumpers in a lot of ways, put scripture in your heart and help you remind to remind you to obey those things. Um, but now we're peers and that's fun. That's that's great. I mean, just the friendship factor. And then but there's still there's still the the the, the reciprocal discipleship factor now, kind of in that Paul Timothy kind of way. And you've mentioned that, that now you're getting to walk along some guys where you are. And that that's kind of fun. Tell me. Tell me what that's like. Yeah, so so it's kind of three tiered uh, for for me, and and I really mapped this out a couple of weeks ago just in reflection time. So I do I have a few guys that are they're local, right? And and things have not changed much. We're we're ten or less, and so we're still connecting on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, we obviously couldn't hit up the coffee shops for a, for a season of life because those are closed, uh, but and they've reopened, and so we've we've gone back to kind of some business as usual. And there is there's intentionality of that time that we gather together. Uh, we gather around the word or a book or we work, we're working through the resource that that uh, a guy that we both uh, know, uh, Robbie Gallaty, 
his replicate ministries that he does. We're working through his Bible in 260, the F-260 plan, and walking through that together. And then there, the, there's the next level of folks that, that maybe it's student ministers specifically for me uh, that have that have been there for a long time. And those conversations aren't as 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 detailed necessarily as walking through the word, but we're bouncing ideas in ministry off of each other. And we're bouncing family ideas. And then certainly I have guys that are uh, locally, not necessarily in the perimeter, but potentially even closer than ever guys like you, Jason. And, and there are others in my life that, that they, we talk, uh, it's funny. My wife kind of Jordan makes comments that I may talk to you at times throughout the week more than I talk to her, because whether it's through text message of encouragement, whether it's fun videos that we've sent back to each other, or whether it is those moments where, because we believe that iron does sharpen iron, that it's that text of, man, I saw that. I saw what you're doing in your church. I saw what you're doing in your social media. Keep chugging along. You're doing great, bro. Uh, you know, I've had those reciprocate from you and from others. Um, you need people in your life. And and this didn't catch God by surprise. You know, if you're going to say, well, our D group or whatever you want to call it, we had to push pause. Well, I, I encourage you to pivot. I encourage you to, to find another way to make that happen because you still need community. You still need the word. Uh, I had to move our, our D group on Zoom for a little while, right? I'm glad it's off of Zoom and back in person, <laughs> but we, we need people. We do. Yeah. And, and regardless of whether, whether your area or whether your comfort level, because that's what the truth is in, in the midst of this COVID experience, you've got folks on all different points of the line, right? Some that are, that are, that were ready to go back into life yesterday and some that are still a little cautious about returning back. And so regardless of where, where they are on the line, uh, it's the, the point is to connect. The point is to, uh, have someone that you're pouring into and somebody that's pouring into you or so at least, at least a factor where you can have that iron sharpening iron, um, you know, D groups, whether they're meeting on zoom still, or whether they're meeting in a coffee shop somewhere or whatever the case may be, the point is that that community matters and that that iron sharpening iron. And you tell me um, about some of the guys that, that, that you're able to do that with. And that's kind of cool because I can remember the time where 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 we spent. And and so now the truth is, even if we don't speak over the course of a week, um, now it's to a stage where we can we, we pick up right where we left off along the way, and that's that's a that's a cool experience. That idea of uh, disciples making disciples who make disciples, uh, the the Matthew twenty eight as you go, and so man, what's it like? Um, what's it what's it like in your area? How how is the transition going? How is you you mentioned that now you're able to have D groups back? We're we're trying our best. Um, not just in student ministry, but in family ministry and in ministry in general, um, to to continue to amplify hope. It's part of our mission statement here at First Baptist Gulfport is to remind people that they have value, uh, that they matter. Uh, I, I've heard that phrase before. <laughs> um, I didn't make it up, that, but yeah. Um, and so, so we're, we're trying to, you hear the old adage, keep the main thing, the main thing. Well, the main thing may have had to be put on the table for just a little while. And so maybe the main thing needs to change, right? So, so if, if, if we're creating and you guys are doing it, I get to tune in uh, an incredible worship service that's online. Of course, we'd rather be in the room together and hugging necks and shaking hands. And, 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 you know, it's probably good that we didn't live closer because we were to the Holmes family, because we're supposed to be sheltering in place, but your family is like part of my family. And 
my kids would have wanted to have been hugging and all that kind of stuff. Community is how we're wired. And so if, if we're going to admit and agree that community is how we're wired, what do we need to put back online first? Our worship services are still here. Or do we need to still to look and see how we can try to mainstream and kind of expedite getting those discipleship opportunities back together, these community-driven opportunities, socially distanced, of course. I don't necessarily know the answer to that, but that's what we're processing right now, is to see how can we bring those groups back. They're going to be smaller groups by, by, by genuineness already, and so those are probably easier to bring back anyway. So I'm excited to see that transition and see what that looks like, to see— uh, it's it's kind of flipping the script, if you will, uh, from, okay, we're going to go worship first, and then we'll get all of our, our, we call them life groups, life groups back online first. Well, what does it look like to try to get our life groups back online first? Uh, because in the- theory, they haven't stopped. They're still, they're still virtual, and most of them are, but there's a little fatigue to that, certainly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're just trying to, we're trying to see if we can on-ramp those back. The, the ramp is extended, but trying to get them back online as quickly as possible. Hey Ben, I um, I wanted pe- people to get the chance to get to know you. You're going to be a regular uh, person on our podcast, and so. Um, but let me ask you one more question, and then I'd like to just ask you a quick, kind of rapid-fire way to end here. Um, one, if, if you were going to give parents at home any one piece of advice or anything that they should do now, or what would you tell them now? Not necessarily about COVID or anything like that, but that that's where we are. But but. What would you, what's a, what's a step towards making disciples in their home? What, what advice would you give them as a, as a young pastor and a, a parent as a, of a young family? Somebody told me long ago, uh, say long ago, it, it's when we first had our children. Uh, at times in ministry, but it's not just in ministry, we raise the bar exponentially in our own lives because we think it's got to be there. In your own family right now, uh, my encouragement to you is lower the bar because because you're a sinner <laughs> and you need Jesus. Uh, whether you're a father or a mother or a, a child uh, or, or you're listening to this together, uh, you're a sinner that needs grace. And, and if you have Jesus in your life and in your heart, you've got that grace. And so be grateful for that and use it. Use it to go make disciples. And, yeah, it may be messy. But you can't put the word in front of your kids quick enough. I mean, that it, it, it that may sound elementary, but we need to be elementary at times if that's what that means. Is is get the Bible out, get the word out, and read the word together. Uh, these times call for times that you may have to be in in smaller family groups, and so use that to your advantage. Uh, call it an excuse if you want to, but but you know we need to be putting the word in in our our children's lives uh, the bible says it better than i could i've hidden your word in my heart so that i may not sin against god that's what we want to do that's my encouragement to you uh, no matter what season of life you're in it's not too early to start and it's not too late to start either um, and so you may have to have that honest conversation tonight after you listen to this with your own children and say this is something we should have been doing and we've not done that, and that's on me, but I'm changing it today. This is something that we're starting today. It's okay. Lower the bar just a little bit. Admit that you need grace. Uh, you may have to ask for grace to be extended by your own children, uh, no matter what season of life you're in. But start it. Start opening the Word together. That's good. Ben, we're going to talk in time. Uh, there's so many things. I can, I can really vi- vividly remember your mother telling me uh, uh, when you were a student of— 
you know, some of the struggles that she was going through with you and things like that. And I, I can really remember um, just re- no. reminding her to, to, to pray. And we, we, we met several times. I, but, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the, the, the man that you are, the husband that you are. I watch your family, you and Jordan. And, uh, man, it's a privilege and a pleasure to come alongside you guys, right, in, in, in ministry to your own families. And, uh, and so I want to I wanna, – so thanks for being a part of this podcast today. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again in the future. But I want to end with kind of a little rapid fire. Um, now, we've, we've created a lot of these rapid fires through the years. Um, this is not going to be that, that type. Uh, I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions, maybe some fill in the blanks. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind and um, maybe, maybe a couple of these to end with. For example, Ben, I, I don't have to ask you coffee, yes or no. I already know for both of us, it goes straight to the veins. In fact, you were the barista for a while. I uh, even called you that. But how about this? When I look back, when I look back over this time, COVID will remind me of home improvement projects. Man, it, that has been all we've done. I feel like that's our downtime, but it's rewarding and it's been fun. So, yeah, home improvement projects. That's good. Uh, ben, your favorite scripture in life is? 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. All right, Ben, what's on the bookshelf? Maybe what are you reading, and maybe what's a book that you might uh, refer to a family right now? Yeah, so uh, obviously we didn't get to go to T4G. Uh, I know you were heading there too, together for the gospel, but uh, I've made it my mission because I've gotten our resourcing to try to read every book. And so right now, uh, and, and forgive me for the, for the, the lack of remembering that the specific guy's name, he's part of the nine marks group, but it's a book on prayer. And, and, uh, I, I actually finished it and I started it again because it's talking about congregational prayer. I, I think we can do that enough, but as far as a book to, uh, to read for, for family, uh, I think this is probably one you've given them as a resource because I think you may be the one that gave this to me, but, uh, chat Bettis is the disciple making parent, uh, is sitting on our coffee table as we speak. It's one that, that, uh, my wife, Jordan and I have read, um, or are reading, um, uh, mm-hmm. separately because we have one copy. We should probably remedy that, but, uh, I've read it previously. She's reading it as well. It's an incredible resource. I'd encourage you if you haven't read it to pick it up and read it. Yeah, it's a great resource. It really talks about using the the Great Commission, Matthew 28, as the North Star for parenting, and not just in other places, but as you go in your own home, making disciples. Very good book. Ben, uh, a fun question. I know you love baseball. Will we have baseball in the major leagues this year? We will have baseball. You heard it here first, maybe. (laughs) All right, last question. Last question is this. Uh, for For parents listening, what's one thing you encourage them not to forget today. Your children are sinners. It's hard to forget that, uh, but or it's easy to forget that. But but your children need the same kind of grace that you need. I'm not saying they don't need structure. My goodness, they need structure. We live in a life of structure right now with a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, but but do remember, and and I'm gonna have to watch this episode as well to be reminded of my own words here. Uh, because they can be frustrating. Kids can be frustrating, but they're sinners and they need grace. And, and when you start extending grace and modeling the grace that Jesus has for you, uh, I think life gets better. I do. That's good. In fact, last week's episode uh, by Jeremy Lee, he was reminding us to address the urgent, 
but invest in the, in what's most important. And that's a good uh, indicator of what you just said. So if you missed that episode, go back last week, uh, episode two of the Orchard Family Ministry podcast. Um, ben, thanks for being a part, man. I, I appreciate you as a brother, and uh, I, I wanted others to meet you, and we'll talk more in the days ahead. Give Jordan a big hug from us and your kids as well, and uh, shoot some Spider-Man webs back at Carson. And, uh, man, thanks. Hope, hope, uh, hope things go well down the coast in Mississippi. Thanks, Jason. See you guys.